0: Hi, folks. Welcome to Justify Your Existence, the daily journal's podcast about Mississippi State, Ole Miss, the STC, and beyond. Before we get started, make sure to follow Justify Your Existence on your favorite podcast platforms or at djournal.com slash podcast. Follow our Facebook groups as well. Uh, the Mississippi State group being Mississippi State Discussion with Stefan Kreishek and Parrish Alford. And the Ole Miss group being uh, Ole Miss Discussion with Parrish Alford and Michael Cat. And make sure to follow djournal Journal Sports on Twitter. Michael Katz, our old Miss reporter, joins me today. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Living the dream, living the dream. Um, my White Sox are eliminated. Your Dodgers are playing the game five elimination game coming up. How are we feeling about going into that
1: one? I mean, listen, 2020 was great for the Dodgers, but I've been hurt for 32 years. So I, I'm expecting them to lose this in just excruciating fashion. But if anybody's going to be pitching, I'm glad it's Julio Urias. Uh, he's... He's done some nice stuff. I, I'm just glad that uh, the season gets to go at least another day.
0: Right, right. It's uh, it's a shame that my White Sox lost because that was our only hope of having a game today. And now it's kind of a, besides hockey, kind of an empty slate of sports this evening. So that's never fun. So you can blame the White Sox for that uh, if you want to.
1: I'm going to blame the Astros, actually.
0: <laughs> even better, even better. We could go a whole nother podcast talking about my thoughts about the Astros, and I'm sure you would chime in as well on, on uh, some of the stuff they do over there, as Ryan DePere would say, some of the sketchy stuff they do over there in Houston. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to talk SEC football instead. Um, actually, before we get into SEC football, let's talk about one non-SEC football game that maybe will soon be an SEC football game um, that, that we should keep an eye on the see a ranked matchup between Oklahoma State and Texas. Texas coming off that um exciting slash heartbreaking slash kind of embarrassing loss uh to Oklahoma I picked Texas to win that one Michael why don't you share your thoughts on that
1: game this is one of those ones where it's like we're what halfway through the season and I still don't know if Oklahoma State is good like I don't know they kind of have like that Kentucky feel where like they're winning games and I just like I'm still never like that sold on them um Texas is Texas like they will look amazing one week. And then, you know, they'll go up 20 on Oklahoma and then somehow manage to lose in just the most depressing fashion possible. Um, but I, I, I think Texas is, is really good offensively. Uh, I, I think Sarkisian has done a pretty nice job there. Um, I, I, I want to take Texas cause I think they'll bounce back, but Oklahoma state has kind of been proving me wrong all year. Um, you know, and it, I, I, I kind of don't want to be burned again. Like I'm, I'm going to say Texas wins this one because I think they bounce back from what happened last week, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel great about it. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It kind of sounds like you picking against Oklahoma state means that Oklahoma state's going to win. But if you had gone and picked Oklahoma state, that they would probably win.
1: Um, 100%.
0: 100%. Or probably lose, I should say. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I agree with you. I think Texas bounced back in this one. I, I know I've been hesitant on Texas, and I said they're not quite back yet. But I think they're still a good football team. Like they're ranked for a reason. I think. I don't think they're just ranked because they're Texas. Um, their offense was like very exciting against Oklahoma. Their defense was very uninspiring. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I think bouncing back, um, at home is is a good thing for them. I think they'll hold down and win that one. We'll shift over to the real SEC now. Um, starting with the team that lost Ole Miss last week, Arkansas playing host to Auburn. I think you and I have both been very skeptical of Auburn throughout the season. Um, And if I'm not mistaken, I think we both have Arkansas winning this game.
1: Yeah. I just, I know there's a part of me that thinks Arkansas is going to have like the loss hangover kind of thing, losing in that excruciating fashion. But there's also a part of me that just like, I feel like Sam Pittman is going to rally the troops pretty well. He seems like that kind of guy. Um, I, and also part of it is just, I, like like you said, I, I don't really trust Auburn or, or what they are. And, you know, they're going back to Fayetteville. Um, uh, Arkansas is legit. Like, I, I, I learned a lot about them last week. They are high power. They're fun to watch. Um, they're, they're very different than I, I kind of thought they were going to be coming in to the season and um I I I, my heart says they bounce back in a pretty big way and probably beat Auburn fairly comfortably because I I think I think you said like at the very beginning of the year like Auburn is like a borderline bowl team and I I I think you might be right like I I thought they were going to get in pretty easily but I'm kind of losing a little bit of faith in them
0: yeah, it's a tough schedule that they, that they've got ahead. And, and you know, I know we both have our doubts about Auburn, but I think a large part of that has to do with the teams they face. I just don't think they're quite at that level yet. And I think Arkansas is one of those teams. I think Arkansas is just flat out good. And um, it, it's kind of in a spot. I, I feel like I draw a lot of similarities this week between Arkansas and Texas in the sense of, like, you lose a, a heartbreaking, high-scoring game. I know Arkansas didn't blow a lead quite like Texas did. Um, but still kind of feels like they lost almost in the same fashion, just with, with high-powered high offensively that game was. That made no sense, but you get what I'm saying. Um, so I, I think Arkansas does kind of the same thing, a bounce back um, against an opponent that I, I just don't find um, that intriguing. So uh, should be another win for Arkansas this week. Uh, shifting over to a team that uh, Mississippi State played earlier this year in LSU, uh, playing host to Florida. I think I think we're both going to pick Florida here for obvious reasons. I think we both think LSU is kind of dead, but I I feel like LSU is bound to do kind of what Texas A&M did in the sense of like we thought they were done, thought their season was over, they were overhyped, and then they just go win. And maybe Florida doesn't let that happen because you know they've already had their one you know loss at Kentucky where you you know people thought they would win and um and and whatnot. But I think LSU could could do it I don't think LSU is quite dead yet but I I just think Florida's a little bit better at this point
1: yeah I part of me wants to take LSU because I I want to think that they're still fighting um but there's a part of me that thinks like this might be Ed Ordron's like tarmac game even though they're like um I I think it just it's feeling like his days are numbered and and you got to think that starts weighing on the team and everything around it at some point when that's just all anybody's talking about. And um, you know, Florida is, is good. I know they lost that one to Kentucky, which was tough, but um, you know, we saw them earlier in the season, almost beat Alabama. So I I think they're pretty solid. LSU is just kind of a mess. Um, And I, I feel like at some point, there's just the gravity of everything around the program and, and, and the coaching, what we assume is going to be a coaching change, um, unless something crazy happens. I, I, I feel like it's, it's going to kind of weigh them down. And, you know, if the boo birds start coming out at LSU, if they get behind big, I feel like it could just be kind of a big, ugly mess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's got the potential to, to turn into that. Um, another game, Kentucky goes to Georgia. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think either of our predictions have anything to say about Kentucky. I think we uh, both just think that Georgia right now, probably by a wide margin, is is the number one team in the nation. Um, I like Kentucky. I like the, the way they're playing. I think they're they're a fun team to watch, and they're a very um, intriguing team to watch the rest of the way. Um, I just don't think they're at Georgia's level, because I don't think anyone's at Georgia's level right now.
1: Yeah, I, I don't remember who it was we were talking about a few weeks ago, but we said, like, you know, so-and-so could play a great game and still lose by, like, two touchdowns or three touchdowns to Georgia, and I think it's, this is kind of that same case, like, Kentucky could play a, per, almost a perfect game and still lose by double digits, and it's nothing against Kentucky, it's just Georgia is a wagon right now, um, you know, I, I know there, you know, it's, people want to keep, like, thinking maybe there's some, you know, things to exploit, because JT Daniels hasn't played, but and here they go with Stetson fricking Bennett and they just keep doing the thing. Um, and that defense is just absolutely monstrous. It's it, it, it's Alabama's defense from, you know, years past. It's just filthy um, again, Kentucky really good. And I think that they're, they're, they're going to put up a fight and I wouldn't be surprised if they play really, really well. Cause Mark Stoops seems to just always have that team prepared, but it just feels like a game that you know. I I don't think I don't know who is going to be Georgia until the SEC title game, uh, which you know I know Alabama just lost, but like let's be honest, Alabama's going to be fine. Um, I I think I think that it's des- I think we're destined for an undefeated Georgia regular season. I just think that they're they are what Alabama has been in recent years. They are that good.
0: Right, right. It it does it does feel like that, and um, I think it was the the Ole Miss Alabama game where I said, you know, yes. Ole Miss could lose by a couple touchdowns and still compete. I don't think they did that. That is but, not what
1: happened.
0: <laughs> no, that is not what happened. But alas, uh, yeah, I, I would I echo literally everything you just said about uh, Kentucky and Georgia both. Um, the opposite of Kentucky Georgia. Uh, Vanderbilt goes to South Carolina this week. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> is that I mean, the sicko out- game? Is
1: that the sicko game of the week?
0: It's a sickle game of the SEC. I think I think South Carolina wins be, by default because I still think Vandy sucks.
1: Um, I mean, thoughts, thoughts on the game. Oh man, I cannot wait to be in the press box at Neyland and just be the only idiot who just like can't talk to anybody there because I'm glued to the Vanderbilt South Carolina game. <laughs> no one bug me, please. I'm sick. Um, you know, I, I I have to go with South Carolina, and it's not so much because I think South Carolina is good, it's because I think Vanderbilt's really really bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I will say in the sort of way that like UConn Vanderbilt gave us it's really like exciting's a strong word, but a good game. I feel like this like maybe could be an entertaining game. It, it won't be good, um, but. I'm, it might be one of those things where I, I keep watching because I hate myself and I'm bored. Um, right. But I, 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 I would have to take South Carolina. Um, you know, South, South Carolina is, it's year one. It's, it's tough and the same can be said for Vanderbilt, but things always kind of seem to be tough at Vanderbilt. Uh, but uh, you know, I, 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 like Shane Beamer. Um, you know, they're at home. Um, they've, they've taken a few punches in recent weeks, but I, this feels like a game they should they they should win fairly easily.
0: Yeah, you would think you would think. Um, man, it'll be a like you said, it'll be an interesting game. It's one where you probably check the score just to see if your pick was right or not, and just about that reason alone, with with no other reason. <laughs> um, no, it's, I don't I don't know. I just don't think Vanderbilt is. It's certainly a game. Yeah, I mean, it's a game that, you know, people make schedules. People make schedules and they put games on the schedule and you go to places and you play football games. Um, And there's usually a football involved and there's usually 11 people on each team on the field at once, sometimes more, and then you get penalized for that. Um, But that'll be one of those capital G games. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the teams we cover, man. Ole Miss, uh, a big win there against Arkansas. A lot of questions about the defense. Um, especially going into Tennessee where their offense appears to be pretty decent and maybe Tennessee more than any other team in the SEC is kind of, um, I guess, shut down haters. I don't think their wins are quite that impressive, but their offense has been pretty impressive in those wins, uh, which sets up for, I think, an interesting matchup just where Ole Miss' defense was. Those Ole misses defense bounce back, number one, and number two, if it doesn't, does it matter anyways because of Mac and the Ole Miss offense?
1: Yeah, so I I think that this is kind of like the perfect storm of, of bad – Circumstances for Ole Miss because what did we learn about Ole Miss? It's that they can't, they don't play against tempo very well. Arkansas went fast, they spread things out, and they ran it down their throats. Um, Tennessee kind of does the same stuff. Um, it, it's a, it's a similar philosophy. It's similar to what Ole Miss does, uh, just in terms of, of wearing teams out. With you know, the, the Tennessee and Ole Miss are among the, the top, uh, you know, plays per minute teams in college football they they want to go fast and you know last week going fast gashed that defense and I know a lot's been made of the three two six alignment and you know all that sort of stuff and I think over the last couple of weeks we've learned it's it's certainly not perfect that's probably a nice way of, of, of putting it when you've given up 500 yards rushing in the, in the last two games but uh you know I Tennessee, like you said, they haven't really played a great slate. But that offense is humming. Hendon Hooker's done a really nice job there, um, the transfer from, from Virginia Tech. They're averaging 41 and a half, something like that. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, as much as Lane Kiffin doesn't want to talk about going back to Tennessee and, and, like, how it's not a big deal, I think there's a lot of people at Neyland Stadium who, who still remember that. Like, it's the first sellout they've had there in like three or four years. Um, that place is going to be packed. It's going to be emotional. There's going to be a lot of heckling. There's, I, it just feels like a, I don't know if it's a trap game because I think Tennessee's not a trap anymore. It's not like they're, you know, over or anything like that. But um, just their brand of football, I, I think, is just a really tough matchup for where Ole Miss is right now in, in terms of defense. Yeah, you know Matt Corral. I, you know, Tennessee's defense statistically is, is fairly solid, but they haven't played. No, uh, well, sorry, they did play Kenny Pickett. They did play Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett for Heisman, um, but they didn't look great in that game. But um, I, I think I mean Ole Miss is going to score again. Matt Corral, I think, is the best quarterback in the country. He's he's playing perfect football for the most part um, with with his arm and his legs. Uh, I, I think this could be another just a, sh- a shootout. I, you know, we, we, we talked about this. If, if Mississippi State is the weirdest team in college football, Ole Miss is the most chaotic team. And I think this is another chaos game.
0: Right, right. I think um, I saw yesterday 102,000 sellout uh, for that Tennessee game. I, I, it's going to be a packed house. There's going to be a lot of orange. Um, there's going to be a lot of Rocky Top. I sent you a TikTok yesterday of um, Lane Kiffin at practice blasting Rocky Top in the speakers out. they don't play Rocky Top during a play but perhaps that's a that's a way that you kind of prepare for, for the crowd maybe they'll sing Rocky Top just during the, the middle of plays um are you excited he I mean, probably still knows the words he probably, he probably does he probably does honestly if you hear Rocky Top once or twice you know the words because you, at least the chorus because you can't get them out of your head um have you been listening to Rocky Top to prepare yourself and um and do you know the words yet?
1: I don't know the words, but I, I, I'm i not kidding when I actually just, like, looked up the YouTube clip a few minutes ago and started listening to it just to make sure, like, I was mentally ready, you know, I was, I'm writing stories, I kind of need to get in the zone, and what better way than, you know, create crowd noise and crowd, you know, get a, a, crowd, a solid crowd. In my I, office, it's you know. Yeah,
0: I actually, I actually have a bunch of cowbells set up throughout my office, and I just flip a switch, and they all start ringing. while I, anytime I write, it's the, just to keep myself in midseason form, um, especially coming off the bye week. Don't want to be, don't want to be rusty for the cowbells. <laughs> um, but uh, that's a perfect transition into the Mississippi State game and the cowbells for um, Alabama coming into town at to Davis Wade Stadium. Um, Alabama, as everyone knows, coming off that loss against Texas AM. and um mississippi state before the bye week coming off a win at texas a&m so transit property gives mississippi the win in this game but vegas puts mississippi as a two touchdown underdog or mississippi state as a two touchdown underdog so funny how that works out and how the transit property doesn't actually factor into college football um it's uh, i mean i i think people people know alabama coming off losses um is usually an inspired team and more so than just an inspired team um you know, in, in the Q and A's we do each week with um, with with reporters from from you know opposing teams um, that we cover, um, I talked to Nick Kelly who covers Alabama, and um, you know I, I just asked myself, you know why why is Alabama always so good coming off a loss? I mean, in in the past, so since 2017, Alabama um, wins by an average of 23 points coming off a loss. That's not counting like if they lose in a title game and then the season opener. It doesn't include that. Just just in season when they're coming off a loss. And, and he was just saying, you know, for a lot of the young players on Alabama's team, they've never lost a game before. I mean, if you're a freshman in 2020, you've, you've never lost a football game um, at the collegiate level if you're playing at Alabama. And, um, you know, not to say that players maybe take the foot off the pedal, but you kind of get comfortable and you kind of expect to win sometime. Um, and, and when you're a young player and you lose for the first time, um, that kind of clicks in and you say, oh, you know, just because we're Alabama doesn't mean we're going to win a game. And that kind of leads to that bounce back the next game because, Win or lose, against Texas A&M Alabama had the better talent. And Alabama, besides maybe facing Georgia, has the better talent against anybody they face in the entire nation. I mean, it does, doesn't matter. I mean, I know they're the number five team, but in terms of talent, they're number one or number two, and they probably will be for the next however many years until Nick Saban decides he wants to retire. I mean, that's just that's just a reality of what Alabama is. You go up and down, you look at the five stars they have compared, compared to Mississippi State. It, it doesn't compare. I mean, it's, it's not even close. And that's why coming off a loss for a lot of those young players who you click, um, and then you kind of have the motivation combined with the talent level and you got a whole different beast when, when you're playing Alabama, um, from the Mississippi state side, I mean, Mississippi state did everything perfectly for the most part against Texas A&M. The offense was clicking. Um, I know that, you know, people probably think that with the air raid and, and people saw sometimes at Washington state, you know, Washington state putting up 50 points out team against the defense like Texas A&M, uh, Mississippi state's offense did about as, as much as you can, um. Got the running game involved um, a little bit more. Um, the passing game was great. I mean, Will Rogers played his his greatest game probably of his career. I mean, he either make any mistake. I um, had three touchdowns. It was it was about as clean of a game as Mississippi State played. And I think if Mississippi State plays like that, um, Mike Leach has a lot to look forward to, and the Mississippi State fans have a lot to look forward to this the rest of this year if they can kind of see. Will Rogers and the offense consistently doing that, because I think at this point you kind of feel the defense is, is, is pretty good where it's at. They, they make a couple mistakes, um, didn't really do that against Texas a and You clean those up, you're okay, with where our defense is at. But if the offense does what it did against Texas a and um, Mississippi State fans have a lot to look forward to the rest of the year just in terms of, you know, hopefully getting to a bowl game for them. Um, but I still think that could mean Alabama wins by a couple of touchdowns or more. And it's kind of like the Georgia-Kentucky case where, you know – Mississippi State and Kentucky could both play literally perfect games and execute the game plan like like better than they ever expected and lose by a couple touchdowns and I think that's where just that that talent level you, you see the difference and I I think Mississippi State is more in that boat where it's competing with the LSUs the old misses the Arkansas the Auburns they, they can compete with those teams and beat some of those teams I mean they beat Texas A and that but I just think Alabama and Georgia are, are a step above everybody else and you know people will say you know, Alabama lost to Texas and They're beatable. Yeah, any any team is beatable. Georgia is beatable. Georgia could play a terrible game and lose. I just don't think it happens two consecutive weeks with, with a team like Alabama. Um, that's just that's just the reality of playing Alabama. Um, I know it's, it's annoying for Mississippi State fans and Ole Miss fans and Arkansas fans and fans of any team aside from Georgia and Alabama to constantly hear that. And, yeah, your team could be the one to pull off the upset every now and then. But usually there's only one team that pulls off that upset. And Texas A&M, I think, is, is that team. And it's not going to happen again this season until Alabama plays, you know, a team like Georgia in the SEC title game. It's just the reality of the SEC, um, you know, I don't know how much you, you've kept up and had the chance to watch the Mississippi State games. I mean, you've you probably you've, you've seen Alabama and, and you've seen teams play poorly against Alabama and what, what that could do. I mean, do, do you think Mississippi State has a chance in this one?
1: I, and this is what where I kind of want to pick your brain. D- do you think Mississippi State can get stops on that Alabama offense? Because that defense has been pretty dang good. But, right, uh, you know, Will Rogers can play the game of his life, but it, not, it might not matter if, <clears throat> if Alabama's, you know, just, you know, rolling. Do, do you think that they can get stops against a team like Alabama? Maybe not like, you know, hold them to 10 points, but right. enough stops.
0: Right. I, you know, I was I was thinking a lot about this and I was thinking about how if <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but if, if Alabama scores 35 points, I feel like Mississippi State's defense did a pretty good job. Like I, like I genuinely think, um, you know, 35 points is, is a decent place to be. I don't know if Mississippi State can score 35 against Alabama, but I, I think from the defensive standpoint, you could play a pretty good game and give up 35 against Alabama. I mean, that's it's a high powered offense. Bryce Young has lived up to basically all the expectations this year if not surpass them, to make himself a Heisman candidate. Um, the, the thing about Mississippi State's defense that's intriguing, and if, if Mississippi State's defense can do this, I think Mississippi State has a legitimate chance to win the game, not only compete in the game, and that's hold teams like Alabama to field goals. Alabama will get the yards, and they're going to score on you, and they'll they're score touchdowns. But what, what Mississippi State's defense has done a really good job this year is a bendo break. They have a really good red zone defense, one of the best in the nation, and they've held teams to field goals. They did it against Texas AM. If, if you can hold Alabama to field goals, I think that gives Will Rogers and the offense a chance. I think that means Will Rogers and the offense still has to be perfect. And that's, that's tough against an Alabama defense. But if Mississippi State can hold uh, Alabama to field goals, and I think it can, I think it's a defense that can. They, they have a decent amount of talent, Mississippi State does, on defense to kind of match up with that Alabama offense, slow it down um, to prevent, you know, from touchdowns to, to hold them to field goals. If they can do that, I think Mississippi State has a chance. Um, but can they do that enough? Can you do that enough times? That's that's where it gets hard against against a team like Alabama. I mean, if if they may if Alabama makes four red zone trips and you hold them to one field goal and three touchdowns, it kind of feels like a win, I guess. Um, but but you know, and I think Mississippi State's defense can do that. But it puts a lot of pressure still on on Will Rogers and the offense to be per- literally perfect. Um, and I think the offense can be good, but I don't know if it can be. Um, perfect against a team like Alabama I I just think it's too high powered of a team um but but yeah no I think that's a good question I think it's legit I think it's what Ole Miss couldn't do I mean Ole Miss couldn't hold Alabama to field goals Ole Miss can't really really
1: stop anybody right now
0: yeah I can't stop anybody right now um but I I I think a a lot of it so much has to be mental too, playing against a team like Alabama because you can play perfect and you know Alabama's going to deliver a big blow and how do you bounce back from that big blow Texas AM did it flawlessly. I mean, how many times in that game were you thinking, you know, well, here comes Alabama, Texas AM is out of it. And then Texas AM just comes down and scores or just gets an interception or does something to, to kind of be like, wow, like they're not giving up. How much do you think how much do you think maybe Ole Miss liked that? That mental aspect of, you know, they didn't get a fourth down, you know, Ole Miss wouldn't get a fourth down, boom, right away, right away Alabama comes down and scores. And it never felt like Ole Miss to really rebound from that. I mean, how, how much do you think it's just mental playing against Alabama? Because you know talent wise. It's hard to match up.
1: Yeah, I know it was the first drive of the game when Ole Miss went it on, you know, fourth down at, like, I think it was the six-yard line, um, and and they didn't get it. And then, you know, Alabama charged 94 yards down the field. Uh, Again, first drive, but that just felt really deflating. Like, that was one of those moments where you had a chance to kind of prove not only to Alabama but to yourself that you can move the ball and you can do this. And then they get stopped and then they end up behind and then they, you know, they went for it on a few more fourth downs and, and, and they, they didn't come through on those. And um, you know, that, but that, um, that first one again, crazy because it's it's only a few minutes into a 60 minute game, but that felt like a momentum swing. Like it was like, man, are they going to be able to bounce back from that? And, you know, part of it was because, you know, Alabama was for the most part pretty suffocating on defense, but you know, part of it was, uh, you know, Ole Miss just, just couldn't really find that rhythm that they had on that first drive. On the first drive, they were moving. And then after that, it was just kind of here and there. Uh, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, proving to yourself that that you can do it. And, you know, if Mississippi State can get like a quick score and get on the board quickly, I think that does a lot for confidence. And, and I think, you know, it's kind of where Ole Miss lost the game to an extent was by not being able to seize that moment, you know, you, you talk about in upsets. It's it's all about having those, those those moments of where something big happens, whether it's a big play or a big conversion or, uh, you know, something like that. And, you know, Ole Miss kind of had the chance on that early and, and they didn't get it. And looking back, that was really, really costly. I, I think that if, if Mississippi State is able to do that and maybe it's a big you know, turnover on defense because it seems like on defense is is going to be one of their best bets of of kind of creating chaos or or a moment. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's kind of it, it's it's getting that confidence that that you can do it and that you can score and that Alabama isn't perfect. I think Ole Miss was really really close to having that moment and they couldn't do it. I th- I'm not going to say Mississippi State can because I don't you know, but then again Texas A&M did, so you know it's kind of hard to to say, but, you know, moments matter. And, and I think if, if Mississippi State can kind of have something like that early where they get a big stop or uh, they, they a big play, or, or even better would be just a grinded-out drive on Alabama right. where, you know, you run it down their throats or you have a you an know, innate play, you know, however long drive. Um, I, th- I think they need one of those early if they're going to compete because you kind of have to get it in your head. That you can do this because if not, Alabama is going to kick you in the mouth. Right,
0: right. No, I think you're 100% right. You talk so much about those those moments, and and they've happened. You know, teams have done that in the past against Alabama. It's it's not like it doesn't happen. We saw it happen last week. Um, but I also think you know you look back at history, you look at um, maybe missed opportunities, uh, or I, I should say um, uh, converted opportunities that teams have had against Alabama. Um, mistakes happen more than, than those, you know, converted opportunities. And and that's just the reality of where um, Alabama is. Um, Like you said, I I think if Mississippi state does all those things, yeah, you have a chance just like any team does against Alabama when they do that. But history will show that that happens very few times a season. And maybe it never happens again this season um, with, with the talent that Alabama has should be a fun weekend though, for both of us. Um, Obviously I'm staying here in Starkville. They'll be heading up to Tennessee. Safe travels to you, man. Um, that'll wrap us up today on, on Justify, Justify Your Existence, the Daily Journal's podcast about Mississippi State, Old Miss, the SEC, and beyond. Uh, once again, make sure you follow Justify Your Existence on your favorite podcast platform or at djournal.com slash podcast. Uh, join our Facebook groups, Mississippi State Discussion with Parrish Alford and Stefan Kreisnik or Old Miss Discussion with Parrish Alford and Michael Kat. And follow D Journal Sports on Twitter from myself Stefan Kasnik and Michael Capital Mr. Porter thanks for listening listening and we'll see you next week